What's going on, man? Welcome back to the basement. I'm Ron, and today we're going to get into week 14 waivers. Now, I got to be completely honest with you guys. We're dealing with bare bones. This is the scraps, you know, the leftovers, the crumbs after Thanksgiving. This is an ugly, ugly week of waivers, but this is kind of what it looks like when we get at this point in the season, you know, you're eight and five, nine and four gearing up for playoffs. These are, you know, ads you make to stash away to kind of help you out later. There isn't really anything too, too popping off of waivers after last week when we had a bunch of running backs go down, a bunch of clear handcuffs come out from the weeds now. And if you want access to all of these waiver wire ads and claims to get into your playoffs, to get into your fantasy football championships, it is all on patreon.com slash Ron Stewart. You'll find that in the description down below in the comments. And I'll have a waiver wire article all ready to go by Tuesday night where you can see, you know, what players I'm liking in terms of priority, how much fab I'm bidding on each one of those players. Now, with that being said, make sure you go down below, subscribe, leave a like. Let's go. Thirsty, thirsty, try to choose. I mean, I know I'm cool. So like I said, fellas, it is it's tough out here on these waivers. This first running back we're going to list, we're going to list off like 10 players, running backs, wide receivers, a tight end, I think is sprinkled in there. And the headliner running back to pick up off waivers this week is Tevin Coleman. That just, it speaks volumes, fellas. It really does. You know, Tevin Coleman, Jets running back, washed at this point, but he's seeing the majority of the touches, the carries, the snaps in this Jets backfield for as long as Michael Carter is gone with his injury. He saw 11 out of 13 total carries. He saw 84.6% of the rushes and had an over 11% target share on the day on Sunday. Now, he's not going to give you anything crazy. He only had 10.7 points, but he's still, you know, a running back getting a bulk of the workload in his backfield. He is only 42% owned in ESPN links. So you can get like a free running back two off of waivers until Michael Carter is back. And that's pretty valuable at this stage in the game. Then we're going to talk about all of the Eagles running backs, Kenneth Gainwell, Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, in the order that I'd prefer to pick them up would probably be Jordan Howard, Gainwell, Scott, but it's really, it's really close, man. It's really close off the top of my head, but all of these Eagles running backs need to be on rosters. Gainwell stood out on Sunday. He scored 19.7 points on 17 touchdowns. He had a touchdown, but Jordan Howard and Boston Scott were out. Two guys that have been out touching him as of late, and the lead guy was Miles Sanders, but he re-aggravated his injury again. Adam Hutchinson on 4 for 4 has him out two to four weeks. It's projected timetable. Now, he could be back right after their bye, but as of right now, he's thinking two to four weeks, which means, you know... Howard, Scott, both on the way off of the injury list, and they could be in primary ball carrier type roles on an offense that runs the ball a ton. They ran the ball 40 times against the Jets. They've been running the ball 30 or more times in every single game in the past, I want to say, three, four, five weeks. So this is a offense where you want to target the running backs. And when you have a committee like this, where none of them are the clear one, there's value to be had from just stashing a piece of the Eagles backfield and hoping that one of them pans out. Then we have Dontrell Hilliard and Deonta Foreman. Now, I got to be honest with you guys. I don't know how I feel about either of them, right? So before the bye, they both had 100-yard rushing games. I think most people lean Dontrell Hilliard. I guess I lean Dontrell Hilliard as well as a guy that has, you know, receiving capabilities and rushing capabilities. But Deontay Foreman also kind of symbolizes Derrick Henry, where he's just like 230-pound bruising running back. The problem is Jeremy McNichols is coming back soon, so it's going to be a three-headed backfielder. I think Jeremy McNichols will be back as early as this week. So again, a situation where you take a swing on one of them, stash him on your bench if you have an open spot, and you just let it ride. I would probably prefer Dontrell Hilliard by a, a smidge to Deontay Foreman, but it's really close. Again, it's a decent offense with some scoring. So at this point, any running back with a pulse 
that maybe can get, you know, 10 or more touches in a game is pretty valuable. Fourth on this list is going to be the Seattle backfield. We have Rashad Penny and Adrian Peterson. I prefer Rashad Penny. I think Adrian Peterson is also a decent add. And this backfield's wide open right now because Alex Collins got hurt. The problem is, is that this is almost a natural, like, four-headed committee at this point because we have Alex Collins hurt, who's on the back burner. Then we have Adrian Peterson, who coaches love for whatever. And coaches love Adrian Peterson, but he averaged 1.5 yards per carry on the day on Sunday. Scored a touchdown on 11 carries, but still 1.5 yards per carry on 11 carries. Really not good. Then Rashad Penny is kind of interesting, but he only had 3.5 yards per carry. I know that yards per carry isn't a, a great stat, but when we're talking about players on one team. It's a decent stat to kind of compare apples to apples. And Rashad Penny also led the team in snaps. So that's another good thing. The problem is that this is a four-headed committee at this point, because now we have those two at the top. We have Adrian Peterson and Rashad Penny with Alex Collins looming in the background. At, that could be back as soon as next week. And then we have Travis Homer, who had a, a long touchdown, played the second most snaps. And then you have DJ Dallas as well. So it's really hard to trust any of these guys and expect any of them to come into a full-time workload. But if I was to, you know, take a stab at it, it would be Rashad Penny, then Adrian Peterson, just because coaches love him so much. But again, we're really, you know, scraping for running back, you know, talent off waivers at this point. Then our last running back ad is Carlos Hyde. I'm, I literally feel nauseous just reading off this list of names. You have Carlos Hyde. Again, literally Carlos Hyde. He outsnapped James Robinson 29 to 26. James Robinson dealed with a heel injury like four weeks ago, five weeks ago. It's been kind of, you know, hampering him, giving him issues. This week in particular gave him a lot of issues. That's why James Robinson was outsnapped by Carlos Hyde. And Hyde is worth an ad for the main reason of James Robinson could miss time. And if that happens, then Hyde... It's like a top 24 back. And then the other scenario is at this point, it's a lost season. They're not making it to the playoffs. Maybe they even shut down James Robinson for the season, let him get healthy because his heel injury has been nagging him. We'll see what happens. But in that scenario, Carlos Hyde, not a league winner because we're dealing with Carlos Hyde here, but he'd get a lot of volume, would be like a fringe RB2 you could get for free off waivers. He's on waivers in over 90% of leagues on ESPN. Then we move to the wide receivers. And if you wanted to, you know, take a big chunk of your fab and really splash, I mean, at this point, none of us really have anything. But if you are down bad at flex slash like wide receiver, Russell Gage is kind of a really good ad. We talked about him on the top 10 lessons learned show, but he now has eight, three, eight, seven, and 12 targets in his last five games. He had 11 catches for 130 yards yesterday. Or, I mean, this is going to be two days ago when you guys see this on Tuesday, but on Sunday, apparently he should have had a touchdown in the end zone. I didn't see that play come up on red zone, but I, I heard that he had, you know, maybe like a drop in the end zone, something like that. So he could have even had a bigger day. And he's only owned in 25% of leagues at this point. And since week nine, since those targets I listed off in the beginning, so eight, three, eight, seven, and 12, he's been the wide receiver 16 in points. That's pretty good off waivers for free, pretty much. You can get the wide receiver 16. You can put him in the flex spot if you need a wide receiver really bad. He's not a bad pickup at all. He's probably somebody that I think deserves fab at this point in the season. Now, moving on from Gage, we have guys that I would put in like a, a way lower tier than Gage. Gage is actually a pretty good waiver wire pickup, in my opinion. Then we have some flyers like Jamison Crowder, who's available in 75% of leagues. And I don't really believe in vac vacated targets a ton, but with Corey Davis out for the season... Jamison Crowder is going to come in as pretty much the number two wide receiver behind Elijah Moore. He should see enough targets to just be the same PPR type guy that he's always been where he can get, you know, eight catches and 60 yards and he can put, you know, what's that, 14 points in your flex spot. That's pretty much what you're looking at 
with Jamison Crowder. You probably don't even have to spend fab on him either. Next up, we're going to talk about Amon Ross St. Brown, who I think will get a lot more buzz than Jamison Crowder, but I don't think he's necessarily that much better of a waiver wire pickup. Now, I will say he had 12 targets, 10 catches, 86 yards, and a touchdown on the day. He had the game-winning touchdown at the end. Jared Goff threw it to him. He comes over, hugs Dan Campbell. This big whole thing for Detroit. It was amazing. Now, I'm not super confident Amon Ross St. Brown's going to go out there and be amazing, but we've been preaching this in the entire year of rookie wide receivers offer us league-winning upside. You know, the Jalen Waddles of the world, the Elijah Moores of the world, the Jamar Chases of the world, obviously. And Amon Ross St. Brown, as a rookie, does have access to that upside. He has no competition for targets outside of TJ Hawkinson. The path is there. The path is there. He had, it was like an 18-year-old breakout, five-star recruit out of high school, even though he's a fourth-round draft pick. So the path is there. And I don't hate it as an ad. You know, I don't hate it where you stash him on your bench and you hope that maybe he kind of figures something out, kind of like last year with Darnell Mooney, Gabriel Davis, kind of an idea. So I'm going to say Brown again, I don't expect him to be that league winning type wide receiver, but he can, you know, he has a path to that big upside. Then our last two ads we're going to talk about here in tandem is KJ Osborne and Tyler Conklin. Now, each of these guys haven't been, you know, reliable starters on the year, but they've given us really good games and spots where KJ Osborne has had, you know, three games over 70 receiving yards. He's had touchdowns here and there, some usable weeks. Tyler Conklin for a tight end has been usable here and there. Never anything super consistent, but now we have Adam Thielen, who is projected to be out three to five weeks with a high ankle sprain, which sucks. But after Justin Jefferson, there's no one else on that totem pole that's taking away targets. Justin Jefferson is going to get his 30% of the targets. And then it's KJ Osborne, it's Tyler Conklin, Dalvin Cook is hurt, you know, Alexander Madison will get some of that. So there's a lot of opportunity there for KJ Osborne and Tyler Conklin. I'd be really excited, especially about Tyler Conklin, if I'm really thin at wide, uh, at tight end, maybe, you know, Logan Thomas just went down on me, maybe Darren Waller went down on me, and I want to try someone else that's not named Foster Moreau. But again, love KJ Osborne, love Tyler Conklin. Now, that's going to wrap it up for us today on the waiver wire show now i know that that was a little bit quicker than usual but again fellas we're getting to a spot where waivers are running extremely extremely dry at this point in the season now i'm going to go into detail on all these guys how much fab i'd be bidding on them so make sure you check that out on patreon.com ron stewart it's never too late to invest in your opportunity to go out there and win a fantasy championship to make the playoffs all that good stuff. All the people on the Patreon, the Discord, they will preach that it is one of the best Patreon communities out there. And as always, I love you guys. Make sure you go down below. Subscribe if you're new. Leave a like, and I'll see you in the next one. Yep. Juice.